Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. From time to time, I will be uploading various books for your spiritual edification. These books will either be uh, prophetic books or they'll be books of wisdom. Some of these books will have the proper names of the individuals mentioned and some will not. But as we've been discussing through various lessons, we know that names have been changed simply from um, the person or individuals that have transcribed the original books. So I don't want that to dissuade you. However, the message itself is an important one. I hope that when you hear the message, that you're able to learn something important and add to your well-being. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Now, today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. And um, I'm getting ready to upload a book for you. Okay, um, it's, this is not a daily lesson. This is a scriptural book. And I said um, throughout my lessons in the previous lessons that I was going to start doing a lot of books and I actually am I have so much stuff to upload that I'm really working every day yeah I'm working every day because I'm committed to my channel and I wanted to grow so um if you know someone that can benefit from these lessons and these truths I suggest that you um send them a link you know, put a good word in and, you know, people could listen. Um, I have some, first I'll, first I'll tell you what I'm doing and then I'll tell you the, um, the agenda because, you know, I have some announcements, but before the announcements, I'm going to say this. I am uploading the Testament of Judah. Now, there are 12 brothers we already know, um, in the house, quote unquote, of Israel, okay? The father Israel and his 12 sons, okay? That's the house of Israel, which is the children of Israel. You know, the physical man's children, not the place, okay? So um, I am going to be uploading the testament of all the brothers, but the purpose of uploading the testament of Judah is because Judah's line is scattered among the four corners of the globe. Judah's line. Like I said before, for those people who are churchy, I'm sure at one time or another, your pastor or priest or whoever it is told you that there was a spirit of the children of Israel. And that's not scriptural, people. There's actually the children's children's children of Israel. Israel still has his children to, in today's time, and they have been sent all over the four corners of the globe in bondage, slavery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So at this time in real time, the children of Israel, the line of Judah, their children is currently at this time in, in real time are in the land of their captivity. Okay. So this is why I am doing Judah, the Testament of Judah first. Now, all of the testaments of all of the brothers, they all have something to say about one another and they're all connected and intertwined in some way. Now the Most High has been dealing with all of them and they all have something to do with one another because I already told you the Most High doesn't do nothing willy nilly. He's real calculated, okay? And his mind is way far away from our feeble little earthly minds. So everything he does has a purpose and I mean everything. Us as feeble human beings, we don't know Jack. So as I get these, um, this information from the rule, I am going to um, give it to you. Now, like I said, I've been doing a lot of uploads and I've been doing um, a lot of daily lessons, but I'm not going to release them all today like that. I'm just going to, you know, one or two day by day. And I usually say that I'm going to do it at least twice a week, but at home behind the scenes, I'm doing a lot of lessons. It could be two or three or four lessons that I'm just going to um, do all and knock them all out. And then I hold them and then I upload them, um, you know, day by day. Whenever it comes to me, honestly, whenever it comes to me, I write it down. It's not like, oh, I'm going to do this lesson. I'm going to do that. No, that's not how it comes. It doesn't come to me that way. Um, when the Ruach has something to say, the Ruach lets me know. And then I, um, and then I upload it. Because um, I guess you could tell when I'm doing a daily lesson and it has something to do with the scriptures. Um, and then if I just have something to say, like this, um, there's a lesson that I did about um, if you know if you're not getting along with somebody and that person doesn't like you. Okay, that's just from me. That's just from me, because like I said, people do talk to me and we have um, conversations and you know I'll advise somebody or something. And if I keep hearing the same thing, then yeah, as a human being, I am going to upload something to try to help somebody else. And this um, past lesson two that I did yesterday on two two um, 2022. I did that about self-care is because I keep hearing that people are ending their own lives and that concerns me. So that's from me. But all the rest of the stuff is from the Ruach speaking to me because I could never deliver a message like that on my own. Sometimes I surprise myself because it's not me. <laughs> okay, so I, I give um, all praises to the Most High and I am glad that I'm able to do something like that because I'm telling you the Most High surprises me all the time. I am just so grateful. I'm really grateful and I thank him in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach. Now, um, like I said, I am going to upload the Testament of Judah and I just told you why. To give encouragement from Judah the ancestor, the ultimate ancestor to his children. That's number one. And number two, um, I have the announcements now. Okay, I'm going to be narrating this. Now I'm gonna give my narration. This is this lesson, the narration of the Testament of Judah, because I need you to listen to certain things. Okay, because when you're listening with a spiritual ear, and a lot of times, People don't have spiritual ears. They're just going to listen. Remember, the Most High said he's going to send out a strong delusion because people continue to be evil and go the evil way. 
And um, the Most High said that he's going to be waking up his children. And some children is going to be able to teach. Some children is going to be able to prophesy. Some teach, Some children is going to be do, doing all kinds of stuff. Okay, interpreting dreams and all that. The Most High said he was going to um, pour out his spirit. And that's what, he, yeah, that's what he's doing in the um, later days. I mean, he said this more than one time, but a lot in the Old Testament. And he said it in the New Testament. So as I get this information, my duty is to record it and let it out to the masses, okay? Um, so uh, my announcement is this. I'm gonna narrate it. I'm gonna narrate it in this lesson right now. And I'm not, I, I'm gonna go through the whole thing, but I'm not going to tell you all of it. I'm just, I want you to listen out for certain things. So um, that's what I'm gonna tell you. And you will definitely hear it, you know, because a lot of times, you know, the thing is, he who has an ear, um, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. You cannot hear what the Ruach is saying if you don't have a spiritual ear. And we are in the last days. We are in the end of days. I don't know how long we have. It could be either another hundred years. We don't know. It just says, you know, in the last days. But um. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. A lot of times people are not in the Ruach yet. So you're not going to be able to listen to it. But those who are in the Ruach want you to hear it. And they're going to give you the interpretation so that you can hear it. Okay, that's the purpose of this lesson. Now, um, these are my announcements. I already said I was going to be uploading a lot of lessons and stuff behind the scenes. So as um, it's time for me to upload the lesson to Spotify slash Anchor, I will be doing that. Okay, um, like I said, the, the Testament of Judah is going to be uploaded after this narration from me. Um, and then later on, all the rest of the Testaments um, of all the rest of the, of the 11 brothers, because they all intertwine and the brothers, you know, have stuff to do with each other. And with those 12 Testaments, you will understand what happened to the children of Israel. Because a lot of people wonder, okay, well, if these people came over here as slaves in the United States and wherever else, they don't have no history. All we know, and you know, it, it's mysteriously cut off. So all you know is that these people, um, the Europeans went over here and the Spanish went over to Africa, West Africa, and they went to go get these slaves as if, you know, they. There's no identity to these slaves. They was meant to be slaves. They came over here, drug them over here, and they built wherever they was because they was free labor wherever they were. So they built up everything, the infrastructure, everywhere they went, okay? So that's the popular belief. But the truth is that these children went into bondage in several, with several nations. And the last, um, the last time they went into bondage before they crossed the ocean, before Judah crossed the ocean, the worst nation crushed them. They ran into Mesopotamia, which is Africa from the north side. They went, they settled in the east and then they went to the west. And that's what happened. And the average person who um, their ancestor was a slave over here was in bondage. Because when they say slave, people say slave as this, these people wasn't human. 
but they were the children of Israel. And that's the kicker. So the thing is that they moved, like I said, they journeyed from the east. They came in, sorry, the north, northeast, and then they went into the west. And from the west, Europe and Spain came and got them and their own people sold them. So this is what Judah is telling his line. And I need you to understand what's going on because I need you to understand who the children of Judah is. Because once you find out who the children of Judah is, then you'll know who the children of Israel are. And that's the purpose. Okay. Now the last announcement where I want to say, um, um, when we start doing the Sabbath lessons, because the next lesson is um, Exodus, okay? Because we're in the Bible. We already did, um, I'm going to say January, <laughs> Genesis. We already did Genesis in January. So now we're in Exodus. Now, I will be uploading the book of Exodus after um, Saturday's lesson, after the outline, okay? So you have time to listen to it. I'm just going to upload the whole thing. Now, in the book of Jasper, we are in the fourth part, okay? Because um, it was broken up into four parts. So in the book, book of Jasper, I want to say either 60... It starts in the 60s, either 64, 65, something like that. And that's where um, it might be 66, one of them between 64 and 66 is where Exodus starts. So you probably already started hearing about it. So you'll be hearing about all the nuances that I won't be talking about in the outline because it's too many. Because if you line up the book of um, Exodus, regular book of Exodus that they put in the Bible, King James Version I'm referring to, and um, the book of Jasa, you will hear more meat. And I keep saying that. You will hear all these nuances that will make you surprised. So um, in, that, um, in that outline, I will be speaking about certain nuances. And um, it's so much stuff going on. Of course, I'm going to miss something. But you won't be missing it when you listen to the lessons. Now, I want you to do the lesson, Exodus. I want you to listen and meditate on the book of ex Exodus. And I want you to continue to listen to the book of Jasa until it's over. Because it's giving you a crap load of information, okay? And I need you to, um, I need you to be well-versed. I need you to understand exactly what's going on because I am tired of everybody fooling us. I am tired of all of this nonsense in the churches that keep saying the same stuff over and over. You are not being fed. You are spiritually starved, okay? Because Yeshua said he's going to feed you. He's going to feed you and he's going to give you some living water. How can you be fed and get the living water when you keep learning the same mess in church? Anyway, so I'm going to give you what I got, okay? And I'm getting it from the rock. And I, like I said, I praise the most high. And um, as it comes to me, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Um, to me, I just feel like um, as long as I have been a minister, and I've been a minister for a while, <laughs> I usually just keep my mouth shut and don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, a lot of people, I guess, you know, the people that I know, they, I guess they just don't know that you know things. 
And to me, I keep thinking, like from the first time I did this in 2019, I said to myself, do I really want to do this? Because um, I don't mind being quiet. I know what I know. But um, sometimes um, when people ask you to do stuff, you say, do this person really want what I got? Does this person really want to know what I know? Does this person really want to know what's going on and, and um, is just saying that they want this and really don't want to wake up and have no idea how much information and how much people are fooled and how much the devil is fooling everybody? And I really had to give it some thought. Do I really want to give some information to people and not sound like I'm a nut or <laughs> like I don't know what I'm talking about or, you know, that is strange to somebody because a lot of people who've been in church a long time, they've never heard half the things that I've said. But as you know, I've been bringing receipts because I don't go nowhere without no receipts. I don't talk off the top of my head. I'm bringing receipts, okay, and books. I do have a library full of books, okay? So I'm going to give you what I got. And I just, um, I just say that I hope that you are learning something. I hope that these lessons edify you. And I hope that you have a new perspective on the scriptures and history of the children of Israel. And that's all I want to say about that. Now, I'm getting ready to give you, oh, I want to say one more thing. <laughs> I did do a lesson called Judah, what is wrong with you? Okay. And what I did was, and I would like you to look at that at some point, because I'm talking to Judah straight up and I'm reprimanding Judah, you know, cry loud and spare not. I'm reprimanding Judah because there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Judah and Judah need to get their stuff together. And I say that to say Judah does need to get itself together. But um, it was just me giving a little piece of the Testament of Judah. But now I'm going to upload the whole book so you will hear what's going on with Judah straight up from the Testament of Judah. Judah wrote this stuff down with his children. He's trying to give you a warning, red light, red light. Listen, get your stuff together. That's what Judah's basically saying. So now I'm going to do the narration and I'm gonna let you listen to the book itself. So right along with this um, narration, I'm gonna put this book in with this narration. So it won't be a separate thing. You won't have to click on two different things. I'm going straight into this narration and then I'm going to go and put the book into everything so that you'll um, understand what's going on and you'll be able to look out for what I narrated because it's really important. Okay, now I'm going to go into the narration of um, the Testament of Judah and I want you to know that there are um, four chapters. Okay, it's four chapters. This is not going to be a large narration because I'm not going over everything because um, there's blocks of information that you need to know. But the purpose of this cliff note is for you to be um, mindful of certain things that is being said in the Testament of Judah. Okay, so now we're going to start. I'm on chapter one. Now, in chapter one, Judah's pretty much gathering his sons around and he's giving them information. Now, remember, I told you before the, um, before the foundation of the world, you, um, the most high 
Yahuwah did all of this. This is already done, right? I also told you that um, Abraham, Isaac, and um, Jacob, who is Israel, you know, there's no J's. Um, he told the forefathers the end from the beginning. What does that mean? He told them everything that was going to happen to their whole line while they was living. Mm -hmm. And it scared the forefathers and it made them sad too, because they was really praying for their line, knowing that their line was going to act like a complete fool. They knew. Mm -hmm. And this is the purpose of the Testaments, because as much as they listen to their father and do what they need to do, if you listen to the book of Enoch, at the end of, towards the end of that book, you will hear all the nonsense that they did mm -hmm. and what the, um, what the prophecy is. Now, there's going to be a time that I'm going to upload all the prophets and I'm going to break down every last one of those prophets. But you got to give me some time. Okay. And, you know, we're going to put one foot in front of the other and we're going to do what we need to do. But at this time, this is the Testament of Judah, and I'm trying to follow everything. I don't want to be all over the place, okay? Because I can't multitask, but a lot of people can't, you know, they'll be like, well, what is she doing? Jumping all over the place. I know what I'm doing in my head, but I'm going to take it slow and I'm going to um, move forward. Because I, I know a lot of people, um, some people that may have never gone to church, some people who have met, never opened up the scriptures, some people who never believe. And now they're waking up from the most high. They need baby steps. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to teach you as much as I can um, in the way that I receive the information. That's why I give the most high um, glory, simply because um, everybody learns differently. And the most high knows all of us. So he's going to give us what we need the way that we receive it. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to give everybody one package or you get it, you get it, you don't, you don't know. He's going to break things down the way that the human being is going to be able to receive it. And you could tell that, you can tell that in the New Testament, you could tell that with um, all of the prophets, you could tell because some prophets were educated, some weren't, but the most high is going to pick you because he chose you before the foundation of the world, number one. He don't care how, quote unquote, the world say you stupid, ignorant, this, that. Because he said he's going to take the ignorant things to confound the wise. That's what he said. So it's going to be a lot of, quote unquote, ignorant people that's going to know more than these people that went to the great whore on the dragon and learned um, <laughs> uh, religion. He, his children, when he, when he touches them and takes them and, and teaches them, they're going to know more than all these people who've been to school by the evenings. They're going to know. So anyway, I'm going to get back to this. And uh, I'm on chapter one. And Judah is um, grabbing his children um, together. And he's um, between chapter one and one. And up to 15, what he's basically saying is having an introduction uh, to who he is, what position he's in, in the 12. And he's given um, his um, descendants, the children that's coming after him, a full introduction. Now, why is he doing that? He's doing that because all his children know him, his children, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. They all, he's pulling everybody here and he's leaving this testament for all those people who's coming after him. So he's the progenitor. He's giving, he said, here, this is a testament for everybody that's coming through my line way down into the end of days. Yeah. 
So that's what he did because his his um, direct children, the children, the grandchildren, the great grandchildren, they already know this. But he's giving it to everybody in his line. That's the purpose for the testament. We already know what the testament is, right? Have you ever been uh, privy to um, somebody reading a will? Well, this is something that somebody writes before they die. This is their um, confession, kind of. You know, just a loose translation. It's kind of like a confession. Uh, this is what I'm going to leave for you. This is what I'm going to do for you. While I'm in my right mind, I'm writing this down. And whatever happens, this is what's going to happen when I die. That's what the testament is, okay? I just broke it down without even giving you a real um, definition. Now, like I said, in um, Judah, what's wrong with you? I gave a real definition for it. But this is a loose um, translation because you could refer to that book if you need to. But like I said, in chapter one, um, Judah is um, introducing himself to his line and he's telling you who he is um, as a child of Israel, a direct child of Israel and what position he's in um, as uh, the 12. He's number four. He's the number fourth son. Now, there's so much information and so many jewels in him being the fourth son, because I did say before, and I hope this, me this message is not too long, but there's so much to say about this. Um, I already told you that um, the first sin of Adam messed up everything, okay? And while um, um, Adam came and then um, Seth came, as Adam was everybody's forefather, it became narrow and it went into Seth and then Enoch and then Noah and all of that. You know, it got narrow. You know, it was the deluge, which is the AKA flood. And then um, Noah and his three sons repopulated the earth. So we understand that because the earth was sinful. And we understand that right now the earth is sinful again. I already told you everything works in a circle. If you really think about, think about it and you under, start understanding the scriptures, you'll understand everything works in a circle. And everything is meant to be, like I said, it, was sin, it started perfect in the beginning and then it was sin. And then the most high had to turn this around. So he already turned it around because in Revelation, He's telling you that this stuff is already done. That's what he says in Revelation. But since we are bound by space and time, we got to go through the nonsense. So I say that to say um, when sin came into the world by Adam giving his power away, remember the firstborn gets a double portion of everything, the firstborn, okay? This is just how it is. And you'll see it in Exodus and all of that. You will see, you saw it in Genesis and you will see it in Exodus and you'll continue to see it, okay? And the, um, the priests, which we are in, um, we get ready to go into Exodus, in Exodus, in Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, you will see, well, you'll also see this in Exodus, that Levi, you already know he's one of the sons too, he's number three, Levi gets the portion of the most high. So between all the brothers, everybody gets stuff divvied up. Levi never got nothing divvied up. You know why? Because the most high was his portion. You understand what I'm saying? So this is why, you know, all that tithing and all that before you had the tithe and the way they mix mixing ties up today, which is a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> the ties was given. The purpose of ties was that um, for nobody in Israel to be hungry. 
So what they did, they made sure that the children and the widows got what they needed to get. So nobody, while the children of Israel was living, all of them, even in Exodus, nobody went hungry. Everybody had um, wealth. Everybody. That was the point of tithing. The point, um, I'm not even going to go what's happening now with the devil. I'm not, I'm not going to go there because everybody know about that. I'm just focusing on this because I don't want to keep going everywhere else. But like I said, the third brother, which is Levi, had the portion of the most high. So he didn't have nothing. He didn't have no, did he have land? Um, he wasn't divvied out land. And we'll, we'll talk about that. And you probably already heard that in the book of Jasper, but he wasn't really um, giving out lands. Um, he was sharing land that one of the brothers gave him because his portion is the most high. I already told you, if you got the most high, what do you, you don't need nothing else. Just like Adam. The devil and one third of his demons was down here and the most high, um, Adam had the most high, but he gave his power away. And then guess what? He became demon food. Yes. When you got the most high, you don't need nobody else. And that's a song. Okay. When you have the most high, you don't need nobody else. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, Levi was, has the portion of the most high and every, all the rest of the brothers are supposed to take care of Levi. Okay. So that's how it was. Levi is the third brother. I already told you the first son gets double portion. Just listen to what I'm saying. First son gets double portion, okay? Levi is the priest, okay? All right, but not in the order of Melchizedek. We ain't gonna go there. Put a pin in there. But Levi is the priest and he gets the portion. Um, the mo he's the most highest portion and uh, the most highest his portion, okay? And then there's the king. Who's the king? Judah. What number is he? Four. What is three and four? Seven. What is seven? The most highest perfect number. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now that may have gone over your head, but know how perfect and how wonderful that is. Now, Adam already messed that up. Adam messed it up because guess what? He was the first human born, right? Adam was the first. So he gets a double portion. The most high bequeathed the whole earth to him. So he was the priest who met, uh, who um, ministers to the world, right? The priest, that's what the priest does, minister to people, right? Okay, so he was the firstborn, so he had double portion of everything. This is Adam. He was the priest. He was ministering to his wife. It was just them two first. And then all the animals, he was the, the most high bequeathed the earth to him, right? And he was the king of the earth. What did Adam do? give his power away so he don't have nothing now the devil got all of that so the most high sent yahusha who is the most high in the flesh came down here for a purpose he didn't just come for oh we, you're gonna hear that he's gonna be in um he's gonna lead the gentiles you you Okay, but we're going to put a pen in there and I'm going to talk about that later. I ain't going to talk about this right now because it's not all about the Gentiles. It's about the children of Israel. That's what it's about. Everybody keep doing this and doing that and they just using the scriptures for their own use and it's not the way it's going to be. It's not because I'm going to prove to you it's all about the children of Israel. But anyway, so um, um, Adam gave everything away when he listened to the devil. Okay. So Yahusha, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why Yahusha came down here is to fix everything Adam did. Uh-huh. So Yahusha is the one and only son 
of the Most High, the one and only begotten Son of the Most High, okay? That's number one. He brought that back from Adam. You already know Adam messed up everything. Yahusha is the priest under the order of Melchizedek, not Levi, baby, because Levi's line sinned. Melchizedek never sinned. Melchizedek never had no mother or no father, just like Yahusha. Okay, under the order of Melchizedek. And number three, Yahusha is the king. What did they write? What did the heathen write when he was hung on a tree? That he was the king, right? Did he say that? So that's what Yahusha came down here to do, to take back what the devil took from Adam. Understand what I'm saying, okay? And I need you to understand that because Yahusha came in under the line of Judah. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is how important it is to understand because I need a minute. <clears throat> Give me a minute. Give me one minute. I need a minute. <clears throat> if you keep telling a lion that he's a goat, he's going to continue to think he's a goat. And Judah is not a goat. Judah is a lion. Okay. One more minute. All right. Now, <clears throat> the prophecy says that the, mo um, the most high coming in the carnal flesh of Yahusha is going to come through Judah's line. So Judah is very important. Even though Judah was sold and sent all over the four corners of the uh, earth, he's being reprimanded for selling um, Joseph and for not listening to the most high. Now I'm gonna let you know exactly how many times Judah sinned and why Judah's line is where they are right now. Okay, so he said he's the fourth born. Okay, I already told you what three and four is, brother three, brother four. Okay, and number one, we cannot count Reuben as being the first son, even though he was the first son, because he transgressed and slept with Bilhah. So he got his blessing that was a twofold taken away from him, and it went to Joseph. Now, we ain't going to go into that right now, but know what I'm saying. Okay, so this is an intro to um, who Judah is, and that goes from chapter one and one all the way up to chapter 15. So he's basically telling you who he is 
and what his position is, what mother he came from, which is uh, Leah. Now remember Leah and um, Rachel was twin sisters and Leah was not the most beautiful, Rachel was. And um, Israel loved Rachel. He didn't really love Leah, even though he respected Leah, you know, he didn't love Leah like he loved Rachel and the most high opened up Leah's womb and she had the most children from um, Israel. And guess what? She had the first one, the third one and the fourth one. So she was double blessed. Yes, she was. So we're going to, you know, we want, I will be breaking all this down. Just give me a minute. I'm trying to give, give you everything. Okay. So um, from one up to 15, um, Judah is telling you who he is and what position he holds. And he also tells you a little bit about himself and how strong he was as being ordained the king. Okay. Being ordained the king of that line how strong he was when he was taking care of his father's flocks. Now, I already told y'all that, that wealth did not come necessarily in money because back then, they, you know, they had coins and stuff like that, but it was mostly gold, silver, stuff like that. Um, frankincense, myrrh, this was um, finances. And, you know, it was a lot of bartering, but there was gold and there was silver. So, you know, even to this day, you already know that's valuable. So at that time, you already know they was all wealthy and wealth meant more cattle, wealth meant land, and it still does. Um, it meant, you know, silver and gold, like I said, and um, it meant, um, you know, status. So that's what the children of Israel had. There was nobody poor in the children of Israel, especially early in days. They, it wasn't because the tithes was going to whoever didn't have money. Remember, the, um, the widows and the orphans. And most of the time, um, the, the wealth went to the males. But at, there was some time, because you know, the children of Israel, honey, they, they, they didn't hold their tongue. So the females was like, um, where's ours? Okay, where is ours? So a lot of times, you know, they got stuff, you know, but um, as you can see, and if you may notice, um, you don't get a lot of female um, chapters and books, especially in what they call the Bible, because there's only two that I could think of. Both the time. I think it's just two, but um, that's in the book of the Bible. But I'm going to tell you this. There was a whole bunch of them. They just didn't put them in there. Okay. So we ain't going to go into that. And I'm at, like I said, at some point, I'm going to tell you why the females was treated the way they was. And it started with Eve. But then it ended with Miriam, not Mary. Her name was not Mary. Miriam, Yahusha's mother on earth. It ended with her. And I'm gonna prove that to you, but I ain't gonna do it right now. But just know that, put a pen in it. Anyway, okay, we're still on chapter one and I'm gonna, um, certain chapters, um, certain verses I'm gonna read because I need you to understand and hear it. When you hear it, you'll understand what it means. Okay, so um, chapter one, verse 16, this is, now it's talking about the wars. Now, like I said, from one, chapter one, one to 15, um, Judah was introducing himself and telling him, excuse me, telling you what line he was in, as far as the brothers is concerned, he's number four, Levi's number three. So um, he's telling you about that, he's telling you what his position was, what he was supposed to do, you know, like chores, 
what he was supposed to do when he was young. So a part of what he was doing was um, watching over the flocks because they had a whole bunch. So a lot of brothers was doing that. And we talked about that in the book of um, Genesis, okay? Along with Joseph and his big mouth. Okay, so um, um, he's talking about the Canaanite kings because remember they was in Canaan and it was a lot of nations that was worshiping devils. And this is why there was a lot of wars because the Most High used the children of Israel to crush and destroy those children that was being led by devils. Mm -hmm. And don't you let nobody say, oh, well, they always was fighting. That's just the way it was. It wasn't like that. Okay. Darkness cannot comprehend light. And the Most High did not want all that darkness. Now he didn't already put the deluge in. And guess what? The darkness still permeated and people still started um, worshiping devils. So the Most High was like, I'm getting ready to get rid of them. So that's what the Most High did. So between 16 and 24 were the wars that um, Judah was discussing. You know, just telling them, you know, the Canaanites and, and all the rest of these people that they was tearing up. And I already told you, it says in the scriptures, one could chase a thousand and two, 10,000. I already said, this is what was going on. And if you heard the book of Jasa, you understood what was going down. Okay, because it's not going to tell you in um, regular um, Genesis. So you understand what was happening because the, ch uh, the children of Israel wasn't no joke. Okay. I mean, they got you thinking that they was all wusses and all of this. Oh no, please let my people go and all this. Uh-uh, honey. They was ready to throw down, fight, kill. Yeah, they ready. Okay. So just know that. All right. So up to 25, we still on um, chapter one. There was a vision. Now this is when uh, Judah was the king, but he didn't really come into understanding that until he had a vision. So the Most High was dealing with all of them. So um, in chapter one, verse 25, uh, uh, Yaakov, who's Israel, the father of Judah, gets a vision from the Most High. And this is what it says. For he saw he being um, Yaakov, um, Israel, for he saw the vision concerning me that an angel of might followed me everywhere Judah is saying that his father got a vision and that there's an angel that follows him everywhere. Yahuda, an angel follows you everywhere. And I already told y'all that there's angels all over and there's going to be a book that I'm going to upload to give you information straight up about it. And um, it's supposed to be a part of the New Testament and they took that out too. It's called The Shepherd of Hermas and I will be uploading that book. Okay. And that will probably curl your toes. Okay because it's giving you spiritual information. But anyway, so Yahuda is explaining that his father had a vision from the Most High, one of the representatives, and that there's an angel that follows him everywhere, um, follows Judah everywhere, that I should not be overcome. So what does that mean? That means nobody couldn't beat Judah because the Most High sent the angel, okay, to beat anybody who was trying to get after Judah. And I think that if you already heard the book of Jasa, and when we was talking about what was going on with the wars in Genesis, you'll, you know that Judah was tearing people up. He was tearing people down to the ground by himself. Okay. So from 27, excuse me, from 25, we still on chapter one, from chapter one and 25. Okay, I, I'm highlighting 25 because that's where Yaku, um, Israel got the vision 
that Judah is going to have an angel that walks with him and his line, and that's important, and his line, because he is considered the king. You hear me? So, um, Yaakov tells Judah this at some point, and I'm going to read that to you, but like I said, that's in chapter 1 and 25. Now, meanwhile, we're still going through the wars, because there was many wars that the children of Israel had to get rid of all them devils from that area. So the Most High used the children of Israel to get rid of all the devils, okay? Now we on chapter one and 53. Now, jo jo Judah, excuse me. Judah is confessing his first wife. Well, he only got married one time, but Judah is confessing his wife. Now, this is where Judah transgressed. You wanna know why Judah's children is scattered all over? I'm getting ready to tell you why, because he continued to fall on his face even though he knew he was sinning and he kept doing it. And if you notice, and I'm talking strictly to the children of Judah and you know who you are, you keep continually perpetuating the same sins that your forefather did. And this is why I made that um, lesson. Judah, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? That's why because you keep continuing to perpetuate the same sins that your forefathers did, your forefather Judah. I'm gonna tell you what it is. So chapter one, uh, verse 53 says, and I went to him and saw Parsaba, the king of Adullam, and he spake unto us and he made us a feast and when I was healed, excuse me, he did, he gave me his daughter, Beth Shua, to wife. Now, I'm going to read 54 um, also. She bare me Ur and Onan and Sheila, and two of them, the Most High smote. He had three sons, and the Most High smote and killed. That means smote. He killed two of them. Why, you ask? I'm going to tell you. For Shelah lived and his children are ye. Now, listen. The third, no, this ain't the third son. This is the second. Is this the second son? Uh, yep, it's the second son. The first son, I'm going to say it again. Judah's first son was Er, E-R. His second son was Onan. The third son was Shelah or Shelah. I don't know how to pronounce that. Just know, beware, bear with me. The first son died without children. Remember, the Most High smoke, spoke, smoked, killed two of them, okay? And why did he kill them? Because what is a part of the law? You do not marry people outside of your own nation. What did, um, and why, why don't you uh, marry people outside of your nation? Because they worship devils. That's why. It's not because they this, not because they that. It's because they worship devils. And the most high don't want you worshiping devil because you're his. That's why. To this day, he don't want you marrying nobody else because they worship devils. What's happening in the world right now? That's why the Most High said, come out of the world because everybody's worshiping the devil. What is the devil doing? Fooling the whole world. Now I'm gonna get back to what I said. 
her and Onan both died because the most high killed him. Now he had this one last son, okay? But the first son who married her, that's the oldest son, her, her name was Tamar. So Tamar married him, but the most high killed him. And then Tamar went to marry the other son, Onan. And it is a tradition and a rule in Israel that if the first son, because remember, having children is important in your own line, not with other nations, okay? When you have children, I mean, when the, when the, when the son, because I'm getting crazy now. When the sons, the male children, if they die, their line must flourish. It's important. So what happens is if the male line, if the male dies, then the person, the woman that was married to that man must have children with the brother if he's not already married. Understand? And it happens all throughout the Old Testament. So Ur died, the most high killed him. Onan. Remember, um, Judah's married to a Canaanite woman and Canaan is cursed. We already went through this in, um, in Genesis. So the people of Canaan is cursed. The most high don't want you mixing with the people of Canaan. I already told you why. So uh, since Judah took it upon himself to have sex with this and get married to this Canaanite, now he's having havoc because the Canaanite wants her children to have children with Canaanites. What did the Most High say? I don't want you marrying nobody else out of your nation because they're going to try to take you away from it. And that's exactly what was happening. Uh-huh. So dumb Judah standing by where all this hell is breaking loose. He can't say nothing. So he tries to put his input and say, okay, Tamar. Tamar is from, um, not from Canaan. Tamar is from um, the children of Israel somewhere. Okay, and you'll figure it out when you listen to the rest of um, the book of Ju um, excuse me, the book of Jasset and Exodus. No, not Exodus, but the book of Jasset and Genesis. You'll figure it out. I can't go into that because it's too much to tell you. Anyway, so he, she was supposed to marry Onan, and she did. And Onan, listening to his mother, he did not have kids with um, Tamar, so they didn't bring forth no kids. He was having sex with her, but he sure didn't have no kids per his mother uh-huh so guess what the most high killed him too so there was one more kid selah or selah whatever his name was and he was the youngest so um judah went and promised tamar this youngest one but guess what judah's wife was like uh-uh you gonna marry a canaanite and guess what he never he never um got to marry uh, Tamar. <laughs> I'm gonna explain that to you in a minute. But um, I don't believe it says who Selah married, but the children continue to go on through Selah. And um, Yahuda is saying, you are the line of Selah, my youngest son. So that's what he's saying. Now, we're going to get put a pin in that because I'm going to tell you what Tamar and um, Judah did. Okay? All right. So now we're on chapter two. That was the end of chapter one, 53 and 54. I'm telling you. Now we're on chapter two. So Judah describes um, some information 
that the children, his line should know, okay? So um, from chapter one to chapter three, there was peace, uh, peace when, there was peace at that time, after those wars in chapter one, there was peace for a little bit of time, but then Israel started fighting with Esau. Remember I told you Israel and Esau is twin brothers. You already know all that stuff that was going on with the birthright and all this nonsense. So you know Esau kept telling Israel, oh, I'm gonna kill Israel. So he kept going back and forth because you know uh, 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 Esau was a mighty man of valor. And remember, the Most High hated Esau and took his uh, melanin away. You already know that, okay? We already discussed this in Genesis. So now, you know, from, um, from chapter two, verse one, all the way to chapter 15, they fighting back and forth. Israel's line and Esau's line is fighting. Mm -hmm. So Israel's line, and, and you will see this in um, the book of Jasper, because we can already go into Exodus, but it's not going to tell you in a regular Bible, but it's going to tell you, and it has been telling you in the book of Jasper, okay? So from chapter two, one to 16, they going back and forth, okay? There's all this, this and that, and la, la, la. And through that, uh, the children of Israel is beating down their cousins, Esau's kids, and they made them tributary. Now, what does that mean? They made them to give them taxes and stuff. Since I already told you what one nation does to another, but since they was cousins, um, there was, you know, there was some uh, tragedy of war there. But, um, you know, they was in their land of Seir, Esau's line, and children of Israel was in Canaan. So since the children of Israel beat the um, Esau's line, what they did was make them, um, make them pay them. So, yeah, that's what happened. So that's what they was doing, being quote unquote, um, is it tributary? Yeah, tributary. So, okay, during um, ver uh, chapter two, one through um, 16, um, like I said, was war and all this stuff. Now, um, chapter 17, chapter 2, verse 17, um, uh, Judah is still explaining to you because he he gone back and forth to about his wife and the nonsense that he did, the sin that he did. Because like I said, you're not supposed to go outside your own nation and do it. So chapter seven, I mean, verse 17, he said, and I knew that the race of the Canaanites, and first of all, I just want to say, you already know since things are um, have been translated into English and whatever other language, uh, from original Hebrew, Paleo Hebrew, they change nation to race because it's only, well, now is only one race, the human race. But you know, there was other things back then, but I ain't gonna go into that. But like I said, everybody keeps saying race, 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 like it's three different races or four different races when it's only one human race. It's just different nations, different lines. I already told you, melanated, non-melanated, that line, that linear thing, okay? On the right side is darkly, richly melanated and on the left side is no melanin at all. You get it. Anyway. Verse 17, he said, and he know the nation of the Canaanites was wicked, but the impulses of his youth blinded his mind. More excuses. 
that's an excuse to me. I don't believe that um, when, when you're given, say like you have a parent, right? And the parent specifically prohibits you from doing whatever and you turn around and do what you uh, wasn't supposed to do. And then you turn around to your parent and go, well, this, um, this happened and that happened. That's why I did what I did. You don't think that's an excuse? I mean, you wasn't retarded. And I hate to use that term, but there was nothing wrong with you mentally. I mean, you just turned around and did what you did. So Judah's trying to make all his excuses for why he married a Canaanite woman when he was specifically made not to do it. And here's all the excuses. And I'm going to read them to you. Chapter 2, verse 17, 18, 19, all the way up to 35, which ends the chapter. And I'm going to read it. So he's basically saying that he was sent. He sinned because he was drunk. He sinned because there was money involved. He sinned because this, that, la, 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 all the dog ate my homework, all these excuses. But the Most High still reprimanded him. Now you can say excuse after excuse. This is what I say about people. Honey, people will tell you whatever and you know it's wrong and you turn around and do it. And then they call you on it and you making all these excuses and all these tiny violins playing. Oh, I did this because this and that. You knew better. You are of sound mind and judgment. You turned around and you chose to do it. And that's why you get what you get. So Judah then messed up and went with this Canaanite woman. So after that, all kinds of stuff was happening. His, uh, his sons wasn't listening to nobody. This was happening. That's happening. And the Most High killed the wife too. Now, all the heathens die. Now Judah's left. Enough is enough. Anyway, so he's confessing, oh, I knew that the Canaanites was bad, but he still had sex with them. Anyway, so, um, and this is how he's telling how he got beguiled, quote unquote, by the Canaanite woman. More excuses. Anyway, he said, and he saw her pouring wine. This is the half that he was married to. Okay, I already told you her name. He saw her pouring wine. And you know, wine is an old devil, honey. Wine is all weaved in through all the books of the scriptures. Wine is an old devil. When I say it's a devil, it's a wicked devil. Uh-huh. Okay, and he's going to explain to you how wicked this devil is. Anyway, so he's saying he saw this heifer that he married pouring wine. And he was deceived and took her, although the father did not counsel it. Okay, so um, Israel, Israel, I already told you, don't marry nobody outside your line. The father did not authorize or bless it. That's what he's saying. He didn't bless it. And this, this, uh, this fool Judah then went and, and start messing messing with this um, heifer here. So um, okay. So um, while she was away, while I was away, she went and took Selah, a wife from Canaan. So um, this woman is doing whatever she wants to, um, his wife, whatever. So, all right, when um, Judah found out what she did, he cursed her in anguish of his soul because he already know he messed up, okay? He messed up. So the most high killed her because she was wicked. Judah's wife was wicked. She was a Canaanite and they worshiped devils. Her name even meant something in, um, it was dedicated to a devil. 
her name. I already told you the most high does what he does. Everything is calculated and even other nations too. They named their children after devils. The most high knew it. That's why he's saying he don't want you mingling with them. Child, the names mix up. They was dedicated to devils. Anyway, so you already know that Tamar, who was married to those first two sons of um, Judas, now she don't got nobody because Selah went and married some Canaanites. So, you know, that's done. But anyway, his line is from them. Even though the Most High said, I'm going to get after all of y'all. I'm going to let y'all go through. Because mm -hmm. the Most High is patient, honey. He's long suffering, but he will not be too patient too long. He didn't already say he's going to do away with people because he don't have no, um, no favorites. He's giving everybody his blessings. And those who ran and trampled it and took advantage of it and ignored him and sinned and don't believe in all it, uh, in him oh they're gonna get what they get it is what it is anyway so chapter 2 22 to 35 um he's saying after all of this stuff that he tried to get tamar to get um give him a line of you know because the sons died they they deserve to continue to flourish but since the canaanite woman stepped in they didn't have no kids except from that uh from the last son but now that just left tamar all on her lonesome so tamar then went to go live with her father in her um in her mourning clothes meaning since the two brothers died she's mourning so she's you know they usually dressed up in dark clothes and stuff so you already knew it meant something everybody knew don't mess with her because she's mourning so she had on black clothes and all those other nonsense so okay so um so for two years, she was a widow, and then she went and, um, well, not for two years. It was, I guess, wait, after these things, while Tamar was a widow, she um, heard after two years that I was going up to share to share. Okay, so this is what Tamar does. <laughs> so Tamar's like, you know what? Somebody is not holding up their end of the bargain. So she's waiting for the other son. Meanwhile, Judah didn't tell her that the son, the last son, then went with somebody else. So Tamar's waiting, sitting there, you know, she's sitting in the cut, like, all right, I'm going to wait, find out what's going on. Now she's finding out at this time that she ain't getting the other son. So now she got to be a widow for the rest of her life. So, all right, she finds out after two years that Judah's going to shear his sheep. Judah's going out now. And he going to take care of his business. And you know what Tamar did? Tamar was like, mm -mm, honey, I'm going to get me some kids. Yes, she did. So while he was out going, now, mind you, they in Canaanite. I mean, Canaan. And the Amorites and all that stuff is around. They all worship devils. So I'm going to tell you right now some of the stuff that they do. Now, you know you're supposed to be chaste. You're supposed to be a virgin and all that. That's how the children of Israel, they were supposed to be till now. You already know that ain't happening. But um, they're supposed to be chaste and they're supposed to be um, blessed and, and protected and all of that. That's how the children of Israel was. Good luck with that. But um, that's how they were supposed to be. But So Tamar, since she... Um, didn't have a husband because her the other two husbands died. She said, all right, I'm, I'm going to fix you, Judah. Mm -hmm. So while Judah was going to handle his business, now I already told you that Judah gets drunk. That's how he got married to the Canaanite, the old demon alcohol. Mm -hmm. So this is what Judah's doing. 
Okay, his wife is dead. His last son's doing whatever he's doing. So now Judah don't have no other wife. So now he's looking for some sex and he's drunk. So they, you know, around the Amorites and the Amorites are sinful. And the Most High said he's going to get rid of all the Amorites. And that's a prophecy if he didn't already do it. So what the Amorites do, I already told you the whole, the, all those people they was around that the children of Israel was around was worshiping devils. So I'm going to tell you, this is how I'm going to prove it to you. You know, you're supposed to be chaste and you're supposed to wear white. This is, I'm talking about today's time. You're supposed to, um, ideally, you're supposed to be a virgin when you get married, right? Okay. So this is what the Amorites do. Instead of keeping yourself chaste, not being around your husband and all that until you get married, you know what they did? They made sure you was a whore before you got married. So um, whoever got married around in Canaanite area, if you was an Amorite and all that, what you did was you sat outside the, um, the city and you whored yourself for seven days. You just been a nasty whoremonger for seven days and then you go marry your husband. Uh-huh. So that's what Tamar did. When she found out that um, that Judah's going to share his sheep and she's all around there. She went to go put on her wedding clothes, honey. So you can imagine what she looked like because she was probably really beautiful. Well, you already know the children of Israel was beautiful, but she put on the wedding clothes and she was sitting outside. Now, everybody already knew these rules. She was sitting outside the gates of the city waiting for Judah. Yes, honey, here go Judah, alcoholic, going in. <laughs> Ain't looking for sex. So what did um, Tamar do? Woo, I'm getting ready to read it. Therefore, being drunk, and this is um, chapter two um, and 24. Therefore, being drunk with wine, I did not recognize Tamar. And her beauty deceived me, more excuses, uh, through the fashion of her adorning. That means she looked really beautiful with her wedding clothes on, you know? That's what she did. Okay. And so um, this is what he said, 25, verse 25. And I turned to her. Now, remember, she's sitting outside the city with her wedding clothes on, acting like a whore. Okay. And I turned aside to her and I said, let me go into you. You know what that means. And she said, well, what you going to give me? And this is loosely translated in my slang. <laughs> and he was like, well, um, I'm gonna give you my pledge, but he really wanted to give her like a goat or whatever because he didn't mean to give the pledge since he didn't have that because he didn't go near that no sex. He was just drunk. <laughs> so she was like, okay. So they went and like I said, had pillow talk and all of that. And this is him explaining, but he ain't telling you everything. You already heard this in, in Genesis, but I'm just giving you a little, little bit of it. Okay, and then he had sex with her and she got pregnant. That's what he's explaining. That's 25, 26, and 27. Not knowing what he did, not knowing that he popped that coochie and she got pregnant, he wished to have, um, he wanted to kill her. Mm -hmm. But um, because he thought, he thought she went and whored with somebody, but she was whoring with him. Mm -hmm. So, Instead of her um, getting killed, he had egg on his face, meaning he was ashamed when they found out it was him. 
because she had all his stuff. Now, this is what he did. This is how stupid Judah is. This is how stupid he is. Not only was he an alcoholic, he never listened to the um, laws. He didn't listen to the law of not marrying somebody outside your own nation. Didn't listen to the law. You ain't supposed to see your son's skirt, your uh, wife's skirt. Your, that's another law. You ain't supposed to be having sex with your daughter-in-law, this and that. That's another law he broke. You don't um, uh, give away your diadem, which is your crown. Remember I told you he's the king. He gave away his staff that he, um, these are all things that he gave away. He gave away the staff. He gave away um, his girdle, which is his sash that represents his line. He gave away his staff that he rules with the line. And he gave away his crown to the whore. Even though it wasn't a whore, it was Tamar. But he's thinking it's a whore. This is how foolish and foolhardy Judah was. He knew better. This was all excuses. This is why the children of um, Judah, they do the same thing all the time. Turn on the TV. You see what they do. Okay. The heathens love the, uh, the children of Judah. Oh, they love it. They love the men of Judah. Mm. Anyway. So he's explaining that he didn't know that they was Tamar, even though it's an excuse. And as um, soon as they let him know that she was pregnant, he wanted to kill her until she let him know you are the father. Now, so going down to um, chapter, I mean, um, verse 30 for, um, uh, wait a minute. Okay, he's saying in, in her, his drunkenness, um, he could, you know, he he knew that he was wrong because all the stuff he was doing under the influence of alcohol, that old devil. Then he found out subtly, you know, she she uh, conceived, and you know, um, egg on your face, Judah. Okay, so then after all of that, after he got embarrassed in front of everybody, mm-hmm. Then he didn't do it again, okay? Uh, he didn't come near uh, Tamar anymore. And he stopped uh, because he already knew that this was an abomination in Israel. He was embar embarrassing himself. He embarrassed his line. He embarrassed himself doing this nonsense under the influence. So um, that was that. All right. Um, and shortly after that, okay, that was up to 33. I already explained to you. Now, um, from 34, um, after all that nonsense went down, they went into um, Egypt with Joseph. And you already know what happened there because I already gave you the information in uh, the chapters of um, Genesis. So, okay. For, um, and he's saying basically, um, chapter 2, 34 and 35, that um, he went into Egypt with Joseph with the rest of his brothers. And at that time, he was 46 years old. So he was still dipping in and doing it, honey. He was still young because you already know they went, they lived into the hundreds. So he was still pretty young, still being a mess. Okay. So now we're on chapter three. Okay. And what he's basically saying, um, he's giving a real warning. So you already understand that he was a drunk and you already understand um, 
that he was doing sexual things that he wasn't supposed to be doing, being beguiled by a woman. Now he's trying to sit up there and blame women for the nonsense he did. Because I don't recall reading in the scriptures that no woman held a gun to his head or a born arrow. Don't nobody got time for that. Anyway, chapter three. So now he's giving you information about wine and being lustful and letting you know that alcohol is a devil and so is lust. Uh-huh. Now, I already uploaded the Testament of Solomon. You'll know those devils, okay? Listen to that. You'll find out exactly what kind of devils is going on. Anyway, so he's giving the children, and this is from chapter one to chapter nine. So I'm summarizing that. He's giving the children his whole line from the early time to the end times to watch out for those things. Listen to your father, listen to your progenitor, Judah, your, your great, 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 whatever it is, father, Judah, to listen to the statutes and commands and the laws of the most high. And do not walk after your own lust because lust is a spirit. Mm -hmm. How does the devil fool the whole world? In every way possible. Okay, your thoughts and your haughtiness of your heart, your stiff neckedness, because ain't nobody stiff neck like Judah. And none of the 12 ain't nobody stiff neck like Judah. Mm. Okay, for um, your deeds of your youth, being young, you're going to be stiff neck like a bull. You're going to be like a beast. Okay, and this is evil in the eyes of the most high. Okay. And don't worry about no, no sexy woman's face or body. This is what's wrong with Judah, honey. Judah continued to perpetuate the same thing as their progenitor did. You know who Judah is. Judah's always lusting for some woman. There's always some woman from another nation enticing Judah. Judah needs to stop turning from them other women and look at um, their own line, okay? And then we wouldn't have these problems. Anyway, now. Yeah. So um, then it says, I'm saying from chapter three, one to nine, and now he is saying that he came a man, you know, enamored with women and, you know, women and wine, honey, women and wine and how they beguiled him, whatever. <sighs> the devil can tempt you, but you do have a free will. More excuses, Judah. Anyway. And he's saying he transgressed because he was drunk and uh, tempted. Okay. So he's saying, you know, your wild imaginations, oh, watch after them, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so going to 10, my children, I say, this is chapter three, verse 10. And now my children, I say unto you, don't get drunk with wine because wine turns your mind away from the truth, which is the rock and inspires the passions of lust, another demon. If there's one demon, there's more demons. One demon don't reside by itself, it's more. You'll know that in the New Testament. And you'll also know that in the Testament of Solomon. Okay? And the, um, and the Shepherd of Hermas, which I'm gonna upload. <laughs> if there's one demon, there's two or more. Anyway, again, um, chapter three and 11. For the spirit of fornication, lust and sex, sexual immorality. And wine is a minister 
to give pleasure of the mind. Where's the battlefield? In the mind. I'm going to upload another book too when a demon is telling you that they break down the mind first before they break down the body. Honey, they're giving you a hint and a half. They, you think people going crazy just to be, uh-uh. The demons is telling you they're going to break your mind down first before they break your body down. You better start listening. Anyway, so um, they breaking down your mind. For these two also take away the mind of a man, these demons, lust, alcohol, okay? All right, and he's saying from, this is the warning. He's saying from um, uh, chapter three, from verses 10 all the way to 40. And I'm just gonna cap it because this is too long. And he's basically telling you, oh, all this stuff wouldn't have happened to me if I wasn't drinking. Oh, if I wasn't being lustful, this, that, the other. Yeah. Okay. So he's just telling you about wine. That's a demon because he was an alcoholic. Everything is wine. Uh-huh. And you know, back then the water was contaminated. So a lot of people were drunk wine. And not only that, wine is good for your stomach, especially when there ain't no water. But too much of anything is evil. Back to what I was saying. So, you know, he's talking about the spirit of deceit and um, how, you know, the, uh, being drunk and all of that, you could transgress. So this is what he's saying. And he's shameful and he wants to uh, make amends. So this was he's, he's saying between 10 and um, 40. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm picking out stuff just to give you an idea of what's going on between um, chapter three, verses 10 and um, 42. So um, he's still, you know, talk about he committed fornication, which is sex um, beyond marriage, even though his wife was dead. Nobody told you to go out and start having sex with your daughter-in-law. Um, so he gave his staff away and how important all that was. I already told you how important that was. And he just gave it to somebody he thought was a war. Okay. And he's still talking about wine. I'm all the way up to 29 because it's still just talking about wine and stay away from all these demons. This is how important it is. From chapter 3, 10, verse 10, all the way up to 40, he's talking about demons and how he fell. This is how important demons are. Why would somebody take damn near the whole chapter and talk about these demons? Because they still here. That's why. That's how important it is. Okay? All these people that don't think there's demons that exist, your forefathers telling you they are. And that's the reason why I continue to talk about them because the uh, the thing that the devil is telling people is that there is no devil. So if it ain't no devil, they could do whatever they want to. Break down your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing, honey. People ain't paying attention. Anyway, Judah keeps saying that, oh, don't have love. Now, this is what he's saying. Alcohol, sex, the lust for money, the way women look and how he want to have sex with them. This is, this is all lust. These are demons. And you know, demons, not scriptural, but these are devils. And now he's talking about the love of money. Who are the children of Judah? You know who they are. Anyway, so he's saying, don't have the love of, of money. Don't be beguiled by the love of money or sexual women. Women that look good with good bodies. Coca-Cola bottle shape, baby. Huh. And now he's saying because of those two things, his nation fell into wickedness. Now, I'm going to say it again. 
For I know that because of these two things, sexual immorality, alcohol, and lust of money and everything else, his whole line fell into wickedness. He said that in um, chapter three and 31, verse 31. He says this himself. Okay, so you already know his sins. I didn't already explain to him. Now he's telling you to please be wise and watch what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. Because I, um, I didn't disobey my father. And that's why the, um, the most high spared me. Because in everything else I was listening except for that. But guess what? He's still being reprimanded. And you could tell because the children of Israel is scattered all over. And to this day, they in the land of their captivity simply because their forefather Judah was a lustful heathen. He was acting like that. So from chapter, like I said, from chapter, we already know from um, chapter 3, 10 to um, 41 or 42, I said, I don't know, 43. Yeah, 42, 41, sorry. So he's still talking about, oh, um, beware fornication and beware for the lust of money and beware of alcohol this is what he's talking about because it robs the soul of all yes and it does and it devours your flesh it does he's saying it you know it hinders the sacrifices of the most high mm -hmm. and you'll be a slave to two contrary um two contrary passions and you can't obey the most high because these demons is all up in you okay and they blinded his soul and took everything away from them. Mm -hmm. So my children, I'm on 42. Uh, the love of money leads to idolatry. Judah. Okay. So he's warning you about money now. All right. For the sake of money, I lost my children. Now his wife was a queen, a princess. Her father was a king and a priest worshiping devils. And because she had a whole lot of money, instead of Judah consulting with his father, and his father would have said no, he turned around and married this heifer anyway because of money and because she looked good. Does that sound familiar? Anyway, he's saying, chapter 3, 43, for the sake of money, I lost my children and I have not my repentance had not my repentance and my humiliation and the prayers of my father been accepted. He'd have died childless. We wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be no line of Judah. And then he's saying, the prince of deceit, which is the devil, blinded him. And he sinned as a man and as flesh, being corrupted through the sins. And I learned my own weakness while thinking myself invincible, Judah, the children of Judah. That's 45. Know therefore, my children, that two spirits wait upon man, the spirit of truth and the spirit of deceit. And I'm going to bridge that with the shepherd of Hermas, and I will be uploading that book, okay? All these books connect like a puzzle, okay? And, and those who are in the, um, who are um, following the Most High and the Most High is dealing with them, they understand that these books work as a puzzle. Because um, the Most High did not give nobody else these books but the children of Yasharel, and those are the ones that's going to be um, given information. Like I said, these books, uh, 
connect like a puzzle. Mm -hmm. They ain't just willy-nilly books because that's not how it works. Anyway, I'm on um, 47. And in the midst is the spirit of understanding of the mind to which it belongs to turn whithersoever it will. And the works of truth and the works of deceit are written among the hearts of men and each one of them the most high knows. So you think the most high don't see all this nonsense that's going on? Yep. And he don't care about your excuses. I say this all the time. When people go, oh, no, God knows my heart. First of all, I don't know who God is. Okay. That's the most high Yah or Yahuwah or um, what is it? Yahweh. But you're not supposed to say Yahweh. That's why I don't say it. But um, we say Abba Yah, which is Father Yah. But we don't say the other word. And that's why I didn't say it to you. But um, yeah, um, nobody got time for that. So um, he's saying at 50, and this is the end of chapter three, that the spirit of truth, which is the Ruach HaKadosh, testifies of all things and accuses all the sinners and they're going to be burnt up. Okay? And they ain't going to be able to face the judge, the most high. Remember I told you the most high, he gives everybody blessings and there's no favorites, but he giving everybody blessings and you're supposed to be responsible for those people who don't believe him, those people who take advantage of it, those people who's rich and don't help their neighbor, all those people who fornicate and go against the Lord's precepts and the commands of the most high, they're going to get what they get, period. Now I'm on chapter four. This is Judah's encouragement for his line to listen to what he's saying. He's talking about his sons and his daughters, but as you know, he's saying my sons, you already know. We're gonna talk about the sons and daughters of the line of Israel later, but we ain't gonna do it right now. Okay, so now he's talking to his children in chapter four. And I'm, talk, I'm talking about one and two. And uh, saying, now my children, I command you to love Levi. I already told you who Levi was, brother number three. And he's the one who has the most high. That's the most high portion, Levi. So everybody need to listen to Levi because Levi is the one who's praying over the, all of the brothers to this day. The line of Levi is praying over the whole Israel to this day. Okay, so. So um, abide by um, the line of Levi. Okay, so he's saying the most, the Most High gave the kingdom to him. Remember, Judah's the king. He gets the kingdom. But Levi gets the portion of the Most High. Okay? That's what he's saying. Levi gets the priesthood, but he gets the kingdom. I didn't already explain to you how it works. Okay? To me, he put, he's, this is um, Judah. Now I'm on three, uh, chapter four and three. I'm going to read through um, from three to 10. Um, he put things, upon the earth for uh for judah because judah is the king of the earth and to levi he gave the things of the heavens because levi is the priest okay as the heavens is higher than the earth so is the priesthood of the most high higher than the earthly kingdom that's judah's kingdom unless it falls away through sin of the most high and is dominated by the earthly kingdom, and that ain't gonna happen. Five, the most high chose Levi rather than Judah. 
to draw to draw nigh to um, the Most High. Um, the line of Levi is connected with his portion is the Most High. Okay, that's why he didn't get anything else because he didn't need anything else. All the rest of the brothers are supposed to take care of him. And he prays over the whole Judah. I already told you there's angels that watch over the whole nation of Israel. I don't care where they scattered, where they at. The whole nation of Israel, angels is watching over them. And so is shepherds. Yeah. Anyway, we ain't going to get into more spiritual things because I didn't even explain that to you during when I was talking about spiritual things because that's in the shepherd of her mosque. Anyway, but um, you shall be the king of Israel. That's what the Most High said. Now, where does Yahushua fall in under that line? Yahushua came from the line of Judah. And that's a prophecy. Okay? Remember, Yahushua is the king. I didn't already told you that. So seven says, um, okay, now this is what the prophecy of Judah is going to come because I'm almost finished now. The prophecy of Judah now from three all the way down to ten, nine. From three to nine, remember, Judah inherits the kingdom on earth. Levi gets the heavenly kingdom, okay? So even though they're in bondage right now, this is a prophecy. Didn't come true yet, okay? They, remember, the Most High told all of the seven, I'm seven, all of the 12 brothers, the ending from the beginning. So he's saying that Judah going to get the kingdom, Levi going to get the heavenly realm, Okay, and this is where the curses come in about Judah. Now, and it's a prophecy. And some of this part already came true. And some of it is, we're still in it. And this is coupled with Matthew 24 and um, Luke 21. Okay, what I'm getting ready to say to you. Okay, now this is what he's saying to Judah. This is what the most high had told Judah that Judah is telling his line. It's going to be a time that your nation is going to be tossed about. And that's what happened. Okay. And um, some of your nation is going to be impoverished. They're going to be poor. Some of them is going to be held captive. And the other ones, is, some of them is going to be rich. And they're going to be taking the um, possessions of other people. Let me tell you what that means in a minute. The kings of Judah is going to be like sea monsters. And um, they're going to swallow men like fishes. This is a prophecy. Your sons and your daughters of free men shall they enslave. Okay, your houses, your flocks, and monies, they're going to plunder. And the Most High shall be upon you. Um, he's going to have divisions against one another. Within the line of Judah, they're going to be divided. I already said this. I already said this in the lesson. Judah, what's going on with you? They started being divided against each other. It's a curse and a prophecy, a prophetic curse. Okay. And then you're going to start, um, there's going to be continual wars in um, Israel. And then um, all nonsense going to hit the fan. And then you're going to be scattered. And then you're going to have much grief among your children because the lewdness and the witchcraft and the idolatries of your children. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. They're going to be messing with familiar spirits, divert, divisioners, excuse me, and demons of error. What? 
Uh-huh. That's what they're going to be doing. And your daughters is going to be, listen, this is chapter 4, 16, verse 16. And you shall make your daughters singing girls and harlots, whores. And you shall mingle with the abominations of the Gentiles. What is happening with Judah? That's been happening all throughout Judah. But when the last world rulers, which is Rome, came in and started um, um, conquering the nation of Israel, this is when all this stuff started happening. Uh-huh. The priests and all of that was being heathens. And I'm going to tell you what book goes with that. Maccabees. One, two, three, and four, the book of Maccabees. That's what I'm talking about. These are bridges, baby. This is another piece of that puzzle, book of Maccabees. And um, they shall make, remember, now they're going into bondage. And they're going to make um, some of the male, um, the men of the line of Judah, these nations going to come and start conquering, and they're going to start cutting off the men's sexual member. And they're going to make them um, servants and they're going to make them all kinds of stuff. And your own people's going to sell you into slavery. Yep. Okay. And then later on, when you already um, all over the, well, before you get divided all over the world, you're going to be conquered. Remember, the last woman rule and they ran into Africa from the Northeast. They stay from the east and east, and then they move to the um, West Africa. Uh-huh. There was a migration. This is why there's a question mark after those people who was in bondage, slave ships, after they was brought to America. What happened before that? I'm telling you what happened before that. Last Roman rule ran the children of Israel into Africa. From northwest Africa, excuse me, from north northeast Africa, they stayed there with the Hamites mixing in because everybody was the same color. Then later on, they migrated to the west. Not all the children, but the uh, children of Judah did, and that's how they became slaves. Their ancestors became slaves. This is how the children of Judah is. There is no question mark of what happened to them before they were slaves because that's your history. Okay, know that. And Judah is telling you what it is, straight up. There is no mystery. This is truth. So now, after you was conquered, okay, first of all, let me rewind. You've been scattered. Now you all over, because last Roman rule, remember, then Yahusha comes. Yahusha lived for 33 years. And then guess what? He was put on a tree, right? So we already know he was the firstborn. We already know he's the priest. We already know that he's a um, king. He already fulfilled the prophecy and he went back and ascended. He did what he did in the most high is calculated. He already know what's going to happen. Like I said, the next thing that comes is tribulation, baby. Then revelation, baby. Then things are going to turn around and people are going to be real sad <laughs> and crazy looking. So now, after all that, fast forward, the children of Israel get sold all over because more sin abounds in the children of Judah. And this is what Judah is trying to tell you in chapter four. So now I already let you know what's going on. The, the prophecy of Judah in chapter four, starting with one, all the way up to 10. Then Yahusha coming from um, 10 to 24. And then from then, 
the redemption of Yahuda. Okay? Start actually the redemption actually starts at um 18 when Yahusha's can't come. Because guess what? Yah Yahusha came to redeem. There's so many reasons why Yahusha come. He didn't just come to, oh, I'm gonna save the Gentiles and I'm just gonna save that. No, honey. He had a whole list of things he needed to do. And guess what? He told Adam what he was gonna do. Uh-huh. He told Adam. That's in the book of um, Adam and Eve in the Cave of Treasures. The Most High told Adam from the beginning what he had to do. As Yahushua HaMashiach. Child, stop playing with me. Anyway, the redemption of Judah, which was the Most High coming down in the flesh as Yahushua HaMashiach, he didn't redeem Judah. He didn't already told Israel, I'm going to redeem you. And who's the son, one of the sons of Israel? Judah. So that's what Judah's saying. We're going to be redeemed by somebody's coming through my line, the branch. Okay? The branch, the, the, um, the sheep that had to be slain before the foundation of the world, the lion of Judah. What, what, who else we going to, what else we going to call them? What else are we going to call them? This is what Yahushua, I'm excuse me. This is what um, Yahuda is telling his line. He didn't already told his line all of his mistakes. He already told them that they're going to be redeemed by the, um, the Most High's um, Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. He didn't already told you all the mistakes he made with these whores. He didn't already told you all the stuff he had to go through as a child and what number he was and how wonderful that um, was, that he he was a king and all this stuff. He didn't already told all y'all all of this stuff. He didn't told you everything already. And guess what the children of Yehuda is doing now? We still in that line that you still acting like a damn fool. That's what Judah's doing. Judah's still being a damn fool. Judah's still um, deceived. Judah's still getting drunk. Judah's still um, being beguiled by sexy women. Judah's still running around here with money. Shoot, you can tell who Judah is. You know who Judah is. You can go on YouTube or any social media and all you see is the bulls of Judah throwing up money and being stupid. You know who Judah is, child, please. Anyway, anyway, excuse me. We already know who Judah is and you're gonna go through trials and tribulations, Judah, even though you've been redeemed by um, Yahushua HaMashiach, you're still acting like a fool. Now you wonder why somebody is, somebody in the line of Judah, somebody could just walk down and shoot them and nobody care. I just told you why, because they still sinning. They ain't listening. What does the most high say? The children who are called by my name, turn from your wicked ways. Judah, you've been doing the same thing since your progenitor, the Judah himself. Your line been sinning and doing the same stuff I didn't already told you. You beguiled by alcohol. You beguiled by sexy women. You were beguiled by money. You not uh, listening to the laws, uh, precepts and commands of the most high. You keep doing stuff. You keep fumbling the ball. You keep fumbling. This is why somebody could walk down and kill you and then go, oh, I didn't know. Oh, they didn't do this. Oh, I was scared. All these excuses because you keep making excuses. Judah, you need to turn from your wicked ways and repent. Because once you do that, the Most High said, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to fix all this up. We can't do it by ourselves collectively as the house of Judah and all the rest of the houses, the, uh, the rest of the 11 house, we have to collectively do this and this mess will be turned around. But guess what? 
they're not going to do it. You know why they ain't going to do it? And you can tell because revelation and tribulation and the prophets, they already said all hell's going to break loose. Now, hell wouldn't break loose if they turned around and, and, and um, repented. But as you can see, they're not going to. So I am letting um, the children of Judah know. And that is summing up my, um, <laughs> my um, narration of the Testament of Judah. Now, I hope this um, narration will allow you to listen out to what is being said. And I hope that, I'm really hoping that I could um, get through to the children of Judah and uh, help them to get their lives together, but who knows? I hope this um, <laughs> narration <laughs> was entertaining as well as edifying. And I'm going to say, until next time, and listen out for the testament of Yahuda, which they call Judah, as you know, there ain't no J's, but listen out for the testament of Yahuda. Thank you. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. The Testament of Judah, the fourth son of Jacob and Leah. The copy of the words of Judah, what things he spake to his sons before he died. They gathered themselves together, therefore, and came to him. And he said to them, Hearken, my children, to Judah your father, I was the fourth son born to my father Jacob, and Leah, my mother, named me Judah, saying, I give thanks to the Lord, because he hath given me a fourth son also. I was swift in my youth, and obedient to my father in everything, and I honored my mother and my mother's sister. And it came to pass, when I became a man, that my father blessed me, saying, Thou shalt be a king, prospering in all things. Chapter 2 and the Lord showed me favor in all my works, both in the fields and in the house. I know that I raised a hind and caught it, and prepared the meat for my father, and he did eat. And the rose I used to master in the chase, and overtake all that was in the plains. A wild mare I overtook, and caught it, and tamed it. I slew a lion, and plucked a kid out of its mouth. I took a bear by its paw, and hurled it down the cliff, and it was crushed. I outran the wild boar, and seizing it, as I ran, I tore it in sunder. A leopard in Hebron leaped upon my dog, and I caught it by the tail, and hurled it on the rocks, and it was broken in twain. I found a wild ox feeding in the fields, and seizing it by the horns, and whirling it round, and stunning it, I cast it from me and slew it. Chapter 3 And when the two kings of the Canaanites came sheathed in armor against our flocks, and much people with them, 
single-handed, I rushed upon the king of Hazor, and smote him on the greaves, and dragged him down, and so I slew him. And the other, the king of Tapua, as he sat upon his horse, I slew, and so I scattered all his people. Achor the king, a man of giant stature, I found, hurling javelins before and behind as he sat on horseback. And I took up a stone of sixty pounds weight, and hurled it, and smote his horse, and killed it. And I fought with this other, for two hours, and I clave his shield in twain, and I chopped off his feet, and killed him. And as I was stripping off his breastplate, behold, nine men, his companions, began to fight with me. And I wound my garment on my hand, and I slung stones at them, and killed four of them, and the rest fled. And Jacob, my father, slew Beelisath, king of all the kings, a giant strength twelve cubits high. And fear fell upon them, and they ceased warring against us. Therefore my father was free from anxiety in the wars when I was with my brethren. For he saw in a vision concerning me that an angel of might followed me everywhere, that I should not be overcome. Chapter 4 And in the south there came upon us a greater war than in Sekem. And I joined in battle array with my brethren, and pursued a thousand men, and slew of them two hundred men, and four kings. And I went up upon the wall, and I slew four mighty men. And so we captured Hazor, and took all the spoil. Chapter 5 On the next day we departed to Aratan, a city strong and walled and inaccessible, threatening us with death. But I and Gad approached on the east side of the city, and Ben and Levi on the west. And they that were upon the wall, thinking that we were alone, were drawn down against us. And so my brothers secretly climbed up the wall on both sides by stakes and entered the city, while the men knew it not. And we took it with the edge of the sword. And as for those who had taken refuge in the tower, we set fire to the tower and took both it and them. And as we were departing, the men of Tapua set upon our spoil and delivering it up to our sons, we fought with them as far as Tapua, and we slew them and burnt their city, and took as spoil all that was in it. Chapter 6 And when I was at the waters of Koziba, the men of Jobel came against us to battle, and we fought with them and routed them. And their allies from Shiloh we slew, and we did not leave them power to come in against us. And the men of Makir came upon us the fifth day to seize our spoil, and we attacked them, and overcame them in fierce battle, for there was a host of mighty men amongst them, and we slew them before they had gone up the ascent. And when we came to their city, their women rolled upon us stones from the brow of the hill on which the city stood, and I and Simeon hid ourselves behind the town, and seized upon the heights, and destroyed this city also. Chapter 7 And the next day it was told us that the king of the city of Gaash with a mighty host was coming against us. I therefore and Dan feigned ourselves to be Amorites and as allies went into their city. And in the depth of night our brethren came and we opened to them the gates and we destroyed all the men and their substance and we took for a prey all that was theirs and their three walls we cast down. And we drew near to Thamna where was all the substance of the hostile kings. Then being insulted by them I was therefore wroth and rushed against them to the summit, and they kept slinging against me stones and darts, and had not Dan my brother aided me, they would have slain me. We came upon them therefore with wrath, and they all fled, and passing by another way, they besought my father, and he made peace with them. And we did to them no hurt, 
and they became tributary to us, and we restored to them their spoil. And I built Thamna, and my father built Pabael. I was twenty years old when this war befell, and the Canaanites feared me and my brethren. Chapter 8 And I had much cattle, and I had for chief herdsmen Iram the Adulamite. And when I went to him, I saw Parsaba, king of Adulam, and he spake unto us, and he made us a feast. And when I was heated, he gave me his daughter, Bathsua to wife. She bare me Ur, and Onan, and Shelah, and two of them the Lord smote, for Shelah lived, and his children are ye. Chapter 9 And eighteen years my father abode in peace with his brother Esau, and his sons with us, after that we came from Mesopotamia, from Laban. And when eighteen years were fulfilled, in the fortieth year of my life, Esau, the brother of my father, came upon us with a mighty and strong people. And Jacob smote Esau with an arrow, and he was taken up, wounded from Mount Seir. And as he went, he died in Anoniram. And we pursued after the sons of Esau. Now they had a city with walls of iron and gates of brass, and we could not enter into it. And we encamped around and besieged it. And when they opened not to us in twenty days, I set up a ladder in the sight of all, and with my shield upon my head, I went up, sustaining the assault of stones, upwards of three talents of weight. And I slew four of their mighty men, and Reuben and Gad slew six others. Then they asked from us terms of peace, and having taken counsel with our father, we received them as tributaries. And they gave us five hundred cores of wheat, five hundred baths of oil, five hundred measures of wine, until the famine, when we went down into Egypt. Chapter 10 And after these things my son Ur took to wife Tamar from Mesopotamia, a daughter of Aram. Now Ur was wicked, and he was in need concerning Tamar, because she was not of the land of Canaan. And on the third night an angel of the Lord smote him, and he had not known her, according to the evil craftiness of his mother, for he did not wish to have children by her. In the days of the wedding feast I gave Onan to her in marriage, and he also in wickedness knew her not, though he spent with her a year. And when I threatened him, he went in unto her, but he spilled the seed on the ground, according to the command of his mother, and he also died through wickedness. And I wished to give Shelah also to her, but his mother did not permit it, for she wrought evil against Tamar, because she was not of the daughters of Canaan, as she also herself was. Chapter 11 And I knew that the race of the Canaanites was wicked, but the impulse of youth blinded my mind. And when I saw her pouring out wine, owing to the intoxication of wine, I was deceived, and took her, although my father had not counseled it. And while I was away, she went and took for Shelah a wife from Canaan. And when I knew what she had done, I cursed her in the anguish of my soul. And she also died through her wickedness, together with her sons. Chapter 12 And after these things, while Tamar was a widow, she heard after two years that I was going up to shear my sheep, and adorned herself in bridal array, and sat in the city of Enaim by the gate. For it was a law of the Amorites that she who was about to marry should sit in fornication seven days by the gate. Therefore, being drunk with wine, I did not recognize her, and her beauty deceived me through the fashion of her adorning. And I turned aside to her and said, Let me go in unto thee. And she said, What wilt thou give me? And I gave her my staff and my girdle, and the diadem of my kingdom in pledge. And I went in unto her, and she conceived. And not knowing what I had done, I wished to slay her. But she privily sent my pledges, and put me to shame. 
And when I called her, I heard also the secret words which I spoke when lying with her in my drunkenness, and I could not slay her, because it was from the Lord. For I said, Lest haply she did it in subtlety, having received the pledge from another woman. But I came not again near her while I lived, because I had done this abomination in all Israel. Moreover, they who were in the city said there was no harlot in the gate, because she came from another place and sat for a while in the gate. And I thought that no one knew that I had gone into her. And after this, we came into Egypt to Joseph because of the famine. And I was forty and six years old, and seventy and three years lived I in Egypt. Chapter 13 And now I command you, my children, hearken to Judah your father, and keep my sayings to perform all the ordinances of the Lord, and to obey the commands of God, and walk not after your lusts, nor in the imaginations of your thoughts, in haughtiness of heart, and glory not in the deeds and strength of your youth, for this also is evil in the eyes of the Lord. Since I also gloried that in wars no comely woman's face ever enticed me, and reproved Reuben, my brother, concerning Bilhah, the wife of my father, the spirits of jealousy and of fornication arrayed themselves against me, until I lay with Bathsua, the Canaanite, and Tamar, who is espoused to my sons. For I said to my father-in-law, I will take counsel with my father, and so will I take thy daughter. And he was unwilling, but he showed me a boundless store of gold in his daughter's behalf. For he was a king, and he adorned her with gold and pearls, and caused her to pour out wine for us at the feast with the beauty of women. And the wine turned aside my eyes, and pleasure blinded my heart. And I became enamored of, and I lay with her, and transgressed the commandment of the Lord, and the commandment of my fathers, and I took her to wife. And the Lord rewarded me according to the imagination of my heart, inasmuch as I had no joy in her children. Chapter 14 And now, my children, I say unto you, Be not drunk with wine, for wine turneth the mind away from the truth, and inspires the passion of lust, and leadeth the eyes into error. For the spirit of fornication hath wine as a minister to give pleasure to the mind, for these two also take away the mind of man. For if a man drink wine to drunkenness, it disturbeth the mind with filthy thoughts leading to fornication, and heedeth the body to carnal union. And if the occasion of the lust be present, he worketh the sin, and is not ashamed. Such is the inebriated man, my children. For he who is drunken reverenceth no man. For lo, it made me also to err, so that I was not ashamed of the multitude in the city, in that before the eyes of all I turned inside unto Tamar, and I wrought a great sin, and I uncovered the covering of my son's shame. After I had drunk wine, I reverenced not the commandment of God, and I took a woman of Canaan to wife. For much discretion needeth the man who drinketh wine, my children. And herein is discretion in drinking wine. A man may drink so long as he preserveth modesty. But if he go beyond this limit, the spirit of deceit attacketh his mind, and it maketh the drunkard to talk filthily, and to transgress, and not to be ashamed, but even to glory in his shame, and to account himself honorable. Chapter 15 He that committeth fornication is not aware when he suffers loss, and is not ashamed when put to dishonor. For even though a man be a king, and commit fornication, he is stripped of his kingship by becoming the slave of fornication, as I myself also suffered. For I gave my staff, that is, the stay of my tribe, and my girdle, that is, my power, and my diadem, that is, the glory of my kingdom. And indeed, I repented of these things. Wine and flesh I eat not until my old age, nor did I behold any joy. And the angel of God showed me that forever 
do women bear rule over king and beggar alike. And from the king they take away his glory, and from the valiant man his might, and from the beggar even that little which is the stay of his poverty. Chapter 16 Observe therefore, my children, the right limit in wine, for there are in it four evil spirits, of lust, of hot desire, of profligacy, of filthy lucre. If ye drink wine in gladness, be ye modest in the fear of God. For if in your gladness the fear of God departeth, then drunkenness ariseth, and shamelessness stealeth in. But if ye would live soberly, do not touch wine at all, lest ye sin in words of outrage, and in fightings and slanders, and transgressions of the commandments of God, and ye perish before your time. Moreover, wine revealeth the mysteries of God in men, even as I also revealed the commandments of God, and the mysteries of Jacob my father to the Canaanitish woman, Bathsua, which God bade me not to reveal. And wine is a cause of both war and confusion. Chapter 17 And now I command you, my children, not to love money, nor to gaze upon the beauty of women, because for the sake of money and beauty I was led astray to Bathsua the Canaanite. For I know that because of these two things shall my race fall into wickedness, for even wise men among my sons shall they mar, and shall cause the kingdom of Judah to be diminished, which the Lord gave me because of my obedience to my father. For I never caused grief to Jacob my father. For all things whatsoever he commanded I did, and Isaac the father of my father blessed me to be king in Israel, and Jacob further blessed me in like manner. And I know that for me shall the kingdom be established. Chapter 18 And I know what evils ye will do in the last days. Beware therefore, my children, of fornication and the love of money, and hearken to Judah your father. For these things withdraw you from the law of God, and blind the inclination of the soul, and teach arrogance, and suffer not a man to have compassion upon his neighbor. They rob his soul of all goodness, and oppress him with toils and troubles, and drive away sleep from him, and devour his flesh. And he hindereth the sacrifices of God, and he remembereth not the blessing of God. He hearkeneth not to a prophet when he speaketh, and resenteth the words of godliness. For he is a slave to two contrary passions, and cannot obey God, because they have blinded his soul, and he walketh in the day as in the night. Chapter 19 my children, the love of money leadeth to idolatry, because when led astray through money, men name as gods those who are not gods, and it causeth him who hath it to fall into madness. For the sake of money I lost my children, and had not my repentance and my humiliation, and the prayers of my father been accepted, I should have died childless. But the God of my fathers had mercy on me, because I did it in ignorance, and the prince of deceit blinded me and I sinned as a man, and as flesh being corrupted through sins, and I learned my own weakness while thinking myself invincible. Chapter 20 Know therefore, my children, that two spirits wait upon man, the spirit of truth and the spirit of deceit, and in the midst is the spirit of understanding of the mind, to which it belongeth to turn whithersoever it will. And the works of truth and the works of deceit are written upon the hearts of men, and each one of them the Lord knoweth. And there is no time at which the works of men can be hid, for on the heart itself have they been written down before the Lord. And the Spirit of truth testifieth all things, and accuseth all, and the sinner is burnt up by his own heart, and cannot raise his face to the judge. 
Chapter 21 And now, my children, I command you, love Levi, that ye may abide and not exalt yourselves against him, lest ye be utterly destroyed. For to me the Lord gave the kingdom, and to him the priesthood, and he set the kingdom beneath the priesthood. To me he gave the things upon the earth, to him the things in the heavens. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so is the priesthood of God higher than the earthly kingdom, unless it falls away through sin from the Lord, and is dominated by the earthly kingdom. For the angel of the Lord said unto me, The Lord chose him rather than thee, to draw near to him, and to eat of his table, and to offer him the first fruits of the choice things of the sons of Israel. But thou shalt be king of Jacob, and thou shalt be amongst them as the sea. For as on the sea just and unjust are tossed about, some taken into captivity, while some are enriched, so also shall every race of men be in thee. Some shall be impoverished, being taken captive, and others grow rich by plundering the possessions of others. For the kings shall be as sea monsters, they shall swallow men like fishes. The sons and daughters of free men shall they enslave, houses, lands, flocks, money shall they plunder. And with the flesh of many shall they wrongfully feed the ravens and the cranes, and they shall advance in evil, in covetousness uplifted, and there shall be false prophets like tempests, and they shall persecute all righteous men. Chapter 22 And the Lord shall bring upon them divisions one against another, and there shall be continual wars in Israel, and among men of another race shall my kingdom be brought to an end, until the salvation of Israel shall come, until the appearing of the God of righteousness, that Jacob and all the Gentiles may rest in peace. And he shall guard the might of my kingdom forever. For the Lord sware to me with an oath that he would not destroy the kingdom from my seed forever. Chapter 23 Now I have much grief, my children, because of your lewdness and witchcraft and idolatries which ye shall practice against the kingdom, following them that have familiar spirits, diviners, and demons of error. Ye shall make your daughters singing girls and harlots, and ye shall mingle in the abominations of the Gentiles, for which things sake the Lord shall bring upon you famine and pestilence, death and the sword, beleaguering by enemies, and revilings of friends, the slaughter of children, the rape of wives, the plundering of possessions, the burning of the temple of God, the laying waste of the land, the enslavement of yourselves among the Gentiles, and they shall make some of you eunuchs for their wives, until the Lord visit you, when with perfect heart ye repent, and walk in all his commandments, and he bring you up from captivity among the Gentiles. Chapter 24 And after these things shall a star arise to you from Jacob in peace, and a man shall arise from my seed, like the son of righteousness, walking with the sons of men in meekness and righteousness, and no sin shall be found in him, and the heavens shall be open unto him, to pour out the Spirit, even the blessing of the Holy Father, and he shall pour out the Spirit of grace upon you, and ye shall be unto him sons in truth, and ye shall walk in his commandments, first and last. This branch of God most high, and this fountain giving life unto all. Then shall the scepter of my kingdom shine forth, and from your root shall arise a stem, and from it shall grow a rod of righteousness to the Gentiles, to judge and to save all that call upon the Lord. Chapter 26 And after these things shall Abraham and Isaac and Jacob arise unto life, and I and my brethren shall be chiefs of the tribes of Israel, Levi first, I the second, Joseph third, Benjamin fourth, Simeon fifth, Issachar sixth, 
and so all in order. And the Lord blessed Levi, and the angel of the presence, me, the powers of glory, Simeon, the heaven, Reuben, the earth, Issachar, the sea, Zebulun, the mountains, Joseph, the tabernacle, Benjamin, the luminaries, Dan, Eden, Nephtali, the sun, Gad, the moon, Asher. And ye shall be the people of the Lord, and have one tongue, and there shall be no spirit of deceit of Belial, for he shall be cast into the fire forever. And they who have died in grief shall arise in joy, and they who were poor for the Lord's sake shall be made rich, and they who are put to death for the Lord's sake shall awake to life. And the hearts of Jacob shall run in joyfulness, and the eagles of Israel shall fly in gladness, and all the people shall glorify the Lord forever. Chapter 26 Observe therefore, my children, all the law of the Lord, for there is hope for all them who hold fast unto his ways. And he said to them, Behold, I die before your eyes this day, a hundred and nineteen years old. Let no one bury me in costly apparel, nor tear open my bowels. For this they who are kings do, and carry me up to Hebron with you. And Judah, when he had said these things, fell asleep, and his sons did according to all whatsoever he commanded them. And they buried him in Hebron with his fathers. The End of the Testament of Judah Hi, if you like what you're hearing, please hit the follow button so you can be notified when a new lesson is available. You can also upload a question or take a poll for more of your favorite topics. Thanks for listening. Thank you.